Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, hello everyone. I am Katie Petra, joined as always by David Fiorazzo. Good day to you, or night, depending on when you're watching, or, listening. Or morning. Or morning. Whenever. Well, day would be morning, night, Well, evening. fine. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it's the start of the week, and we are ready to give you the goods, right, David? Yes, as always. All right, well, despite the amount of backlash Christians get for trying to open a charter school or, you know, a place where they would actually educate the children, yes. a queer middle school, fully funded by taxpayers, is about to open in Arizona. Why? Why, David? Why? How? Why How not? Is that? Why not? The thing is, though, in this context, we need to put education in air quotes but imagine if you will a pastor got together with other pastors in a city or a state and said let's open up a christian charter school and it will be funded by taxpayer dollars <gasps> gasp heads would roll i mean there would be fury but here we go a queer middle school is going to open using taxpayer funded vouchers so it's in arizona funded by state voucher money, and it's set to launch soon, in August, according to the Arizona Republic. So interesting there how they're going to just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised that they're doing this. I'm just surprised. I'm going to see if it's going to fly with using taxpayer dollars. So let's watch this quick video. We'll come back and talk about it. Today, if I were in junior high, I would love to be able to live my full, authentic self. As the CEO of One in Ten, an advocacy group for the LGBTQ plus youth, his goal is to offer a safe space for middle school students, one he never had. Inside the nonprofit's youth center is the new Queer Blended Learning Center where students will learn from a curriculum built by Spark Community Schools. Specifically culturally responsive curriculum in civics and LGBT history, just making sure we're telling stories from every angle, from every perspective and point of view. Traditional subjects like science, math and reading are also included. And then at the end of the day, we end with project-based learning, which is something that has been proven to take what you learn in those core subjects and really make it relevant. Because this is a micro school, the teacher-student ratio is 1 to 12. Parents can also tap into the state's universal voucher program to cover tuition. Our tuition is what that voucher amount is so that it is available available to any parent. It is not above that. There should be no out-of-pocket cost to the family. It's all about creating that space where they can just be the best version of themselves. Proud. The best just version just of themselves. The version. So does this have something to do with education? I noticed they want to be, be, be all that they can be, but I thought that was a military slogan. Katie, you, no. first of all, the guy was wearing a lifesaver on his jacket. I thought that was interesting. A rainbow lifesaver. What, what did you say about uh, the, the inflections? They kind of talk like this and any, they kind of, you know, trying yeah. to explain to the This, uh, this is what we've created. Okay. In now having a conversation with someone, you can't just speak to them as if I'm talking to you, David, That's or I'm right. talking to the audience. It's and then like, I'll know when you're done. And when then you... and then like when we talk about things and like we do this up talking kind of thing. And then like you know and like it's so cool and it's like a California like thing up that they've always done it, but it's like this up talking now that has just become and it completely obliterates anything that you're about to say because I can't get past that when you, when you speak. It just shows a, a level of of lack of ability to communicate with 
one another when you have to like well, talk i think it like, shows a little condescending oh yeah and like we know what's like, right they, for they you talk down they have to make it very simple so even so, you can yeah. understand it so they have it's probably up talking. Yes. Is that what you said? I call it up talking. Up talking. That's the official so, term. I call it up talking. I've got a quote from Mr. Clayton Davenport. He's the one in 10 director of development and marketing. And uh, he said this We just had this population of sixth, seventh, and eighth graders that could really benefit from a safe space to be able to really have exceptional education, air quotes while also having education that pertains to their own identity. Mm. Let's mm -hmm. stop right there. Yes. Katie, I'm um, thinking, let's see, World War II, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, World mm -hmm. War I, World War II, um, Civil War. I'm thinking about big things in American history. Uh, how does that help? Uh, <laughs> what were the words? How does that pertain to the individual LGBTQ students identity how does that play into what they're learning how do they change that all all I got from what that statement said was the safe space <laughs> and as you recall in World War two um, there were potential bombs coming and so this duck and cover video was made to learn how the kids could go into their safe space it's the same it's the same concept David wait a minute this the threat though was an actual bomb yes <laughs> this, is, bomb this is their the identity. threat here is yes, I know. someone that speaks something you might not agree with and might offend you words are the bomb yes, words are the bomb bombs. and i must learn how yeah, to I need to have a safe space into my safe space to get yeah. away from the word bombs okay so the point true. is here's uh, a school going up, no surprise, you can educate your kids. Parents have the right to do whatever they want with their own children, although the Democrats disagree with that. But that's what they're doing here. They're, it's, it's an LGBT or gay, whatever you want to call it, middle school, and they're doing what they want with their own children. Why can't they give us, the rest of Americans, the same a right to do what we believe is proper when it comes to our kids' education. Katie, I know you have well, some thoughts on that. And then, so then this gets turned on its head again. Okay, if we're going to be funding very specific segregated groups, yeah, self-segregated, exactly. as long as they are being self-segregated and not like, here's our uh, pool of kids and now these kids have to go over to the Queer Blended Learning Center even <laughs> if they don't want to, you know, like that's... Did you say Queer Blended Learning Center? Is that what they... Yeah. Housed by one in 10. Yeah. Oh boy, queer blended. It, it, they're an activist group, so I'm talking about them. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're, all, they're all involved with this. So if we are going to self-segregate in all these different groups, then and if you're giving money over here to the LGBT groups and you're not giving any money to the religious organizations, that's where I have a problem. I have a problem overall with this getting taxpayer funded anyway. Yeah. But at least you're going to be even if, if both are being funded and then the parents will decide where their kids are going to school. So apparently the school was founded in response to all the debates throughout our country between parents, lawmakers, and school boards over how to address gender identity and sexual orientation topics. In other words, the old, the old DEI is rearing its ugly head again. We need a, a school now. We need to start having their own schools segregating so that kids can be, I, would, I don't want to say educated, uh, programmed under the DEI umbrella. Well, and the fact that the, the curriculum they're using was developed by the New York Department of Education, really just 
Oh, we know what these kids are going to be key getting. Key insight like, there. Key, because I mean, as we know, what happens in New York does not stay in New York. <laughs> yep. And in and, and, and the school, uh, rather than the restrooms being separated on the basis of biological sex, of course, there's going to be single stall bathrooms for the students to use. That's the most important part. Of course. Of course. That's, that's what we focus on. Not so much the actual education yeah. and understanding how this country came to be, but right. the single stall bathrooms. So it's not all so. about really history or education is about bathrooms and body parts got it still to come a colorado summer camp is facing tough questions after it was discovered that transgender adults would be allowed to sleep in the same cabin as children based on the gender the adult identifies as what could go wrong that's next Well, Stranger Danger. David, you know yeah. Stranger Danger? I've heard the words. Well, it's not Stranger Danger. Well, it is, but it isn't. It depends who's involved. Are trans people involved? Because then it's not Stranger Danger. We have a Colorado summer camp for children, and they have a stated policy that allows transgender adults to sleep in the same cabins as children okay. of the opposite biological sex. And yet they refuse to disclose specific arrangements to inquiring parents. So you're in Colorado and you want your kid to go to summer camp. And apparently you ship your kid off to this summer camp, the Colvig Silver Camps, located in Durango. They're accepting children as young as second graders, so oh seven boy. or eight, all the way through high school. And it's an overnight program for like a week, a week long time, but there's double camps. Like you could go, you could basically send your kid off for a for couple two weeks, for two, three weeks if you want, whatever. Wow. So you send your kid off to camp, and little Sally comes back saying, yeah, this guy slept in our cabin. He was the camp counselor, except he doesn't identify as being Oh, she's going to get in trouble for calling him yeah, a guy. Exactly. So the parents inquired, wow. like, what's going on? But they're not disclosing it. So they have adopted the camps a <clears throat> gender inclusivity policy. And they have a whole FAQ section of these gender inclusivity policies, such as allowing adult men who identify as transgender to sleep in the same cabin as girls or adult women who identify as transgender to sleep in the same cabin as boys. While the camp is upfront about the possibility kids could be bunking with transgender counselors, it will not tell parents if it occurs <clears throat> due to what it considers privacy concerns oh, whatever they the right to privacy yes. i heard that somewhere all before. right so you're seeing these uh gender inclusive inclusivity faqs um some of them are will there be a transgender or gender expansive counselor in my camper's cabin and the document states that colvig silver camps mem staff members are assigned to cabins based on gender identity oh. rather than basis of sex goes on to explain that parents are not notified if their child is placed in a cabin with an adult of the opposite sex who identifies as transgender and it says in the same way that we do not disclose the transgender status or gender identity of campers or participants we do the same regarding the private information of our staff okay so what you're telling me <clears throat> is that you care nil about the children but you care deeply about these adults who think they are the opposite sex well i'm sure they care about the children because children pay parents pay for their mm. kids to go to this camp so, so they, they care about they them care as about a the, the kids so they can get the money but they care about the adult identifying as whatever they care about that person more let me just uh, clarify rather than uh, based on gender identity they're going to be assigned to a cabin rather than on the basis of sex 
hmm, what does that mean? So rather than on the basis of biology, science, what the Word of God says, how God created us, male and female, so they're going this way, and what happens in Colorado doesn't stay in Colorado. No. Katie, this is probably not the only one of these oh, no. camps in the country doing this. Well, and it's interesting that these are actual camps. Like, we call talk about schools being indoctrination camps. Well, what is this? Now, I did look up for there's the different age groups for these camps. Okay. This is a whole operation they got going on. And they have four terms, which are they're going on right now. You For one term, just to send your kid... It is actually initially like a two-week term. Um, it's $3,500 for to send your seven- or eight-year-old. $3,500. Just whoa. wait. Just wait. I'm not done. Hmm. If you want to send them for two terms, three terms, or all four terms, which would mean they were gone from June 12th all the way through August 12th, all of June, or most of June, most of July, all of July, and then part of August. You're gone for two solid, full-on months. It would cost you $12,800 to send your kid Come off to on. camp. What kind of... Okay. Who does that? But, I mean, I guess you can do it if you're in Colorado. For Just more, so you know, for, for your more, seven or eight-year-old. More than a month. More and than a month. Those are the cheap ones because they're younger. Cheap ones. Okay. Those are the cheap camps. Let's be reminded, parents, that if you're... More than a month, five, six weeks away from parents away from church away from family away from your normal uh, routine it takes an average of 21 days to form a habit that's been proven pretty yep. much at standard across the board an average sometimes a little bit more sometimes a little bit less but an average of 21 days that's three weeks and we're talking about these some of these camps going four five six weeks so we're talking about programming. You might want to use the word brainwashing, but we also use the word indoctrination. So three weeks, 21 days, to either form a new habit or to replace a habit. And this goes with thinking, too, to program a new way of thinking. Three weeks, and these ca I can't believe it. It just really am amazes me that these go that long. Well, yep, that's uh, maybe this is the norm out west, but for us, that's kind of weird. Now, most important here uh, to wrap this one up again, they will not inform parents on things. Parents will not be informed if their own child begins transitioning while at camp without the child's well, permission. And 21 days, as course. you said. Yeah. It says, what if my camper begins transitioning oh, at the geez. camp uh, or using a pronoun or a name that differs? And it says, they will support a camper transitioning during their program. We also, or we will encourage them to reach out to their parents as well. Oh, we will encourage them. Yeah, sure. Anyway, yeah. when we come back, California Governor Gavin Newsom threatens to fine, like with money, a school district just a cool one and a half million dollars after the board rejects a history book that pushes the LGBT agenda and praises controversial people like, you know, Harvey Milk. Stay with us. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Well, since we're out west of Colorado, let's keep going west to the land of the crazed. Crazed? 
Like crazy. I thought it was granola country. Fruits, nuts, and flakes. Well, them too. Well, actually, I used to live there, so. Mm-hmm. I was well, a little flaky at that time. we have... We're talking about California. <laughs> California. What, sta- what happens in California doesn't stay in California. Go ahead, All right. Governor Sorry. Gavin Newsom put out the threat to fine a school district a million and a half, $1.5 million, after it rejected a proposed curriculum from the governor's office for the LGBT content. We're talking about Temecula County School Board, who had voted to reject a curriculum that included a social studies book called Social Studies Alive! Exclamation point. Now, the book complies with the 2011 state laws requiring that students get instruction about the role and contributions of people with disabilities, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender Americans, and other ethnic and cultural groups. In the book, they reference Harvey Milk. Yes. Uh... I was waiting for David to yeah, have a reaction because he always does. Uh, he's also a gay rights activist, and his, he allegedly had allegedly, <laughs> a relationship with a teenager while in his 30s. Now, let's just take a look at uh, what the news had to say about all this. The Temecula Valley Unified School Board tonight unanimously approved adopting the new controversial social studies curriculum for grades one to five. They are going to pull the supplemental material referring to the late gay rights activist Harvey Milk. Members will review that and might consider replacing that information with a biography of another gay rights leader. So while we're pushing grooming and pedophilia on over here. Contentious, volatile at times. The Temecula Valley Unified School Board voted for a third time on Friday whether to accept a state-compliant social studies curriculum for elementary students after rejecting it twice before. Controversy has been swirling around the material, including a textbook which offers instruction on the contributions of members of the LGBTQ plus community, as well as other ethnic and cultural groups. Supplemental material includes mention of gay rights leader Harvey Milk. Two of the school board members have described him as a pedophile. Parents, teachers, even those outside the Temecula area have flocked to school board meetings to voice their opinions. Yet here we are struggling against mounting interference from the state and I would not let biological males into the female locker room. These are all things I was being asked to do and immediately I knew I had entered into some serious spiritual warfare. So here's Gavin Newsom fining a school district in his own state. Gavin Newsom, governor, right? Mm -hmm. Some call him emperor, but we can say governor. So I thought government didn't control education. Huh? Democrats, hello? I thought government... We're, we're not supposed to be involved in education. Well, Katie, plus, so there was a little bit of confusion here on what the school board rejected. Can you clarify so that? What happened is Temecula County voted a couple times. They rejected it. They okay. rejected it. Here the, comes the, the emperor. Yep. The curriculum. Okay. Here comes the emperor threatening to find them a mill and a half. <laughs> okay. So now what do they do? There he is. They hold another vote and they concede by unanimous vote that they will adopt the state curriculum. Well, I mean, when you have the emperor's boot on your neck, what are you going to do? So they were afraid they were going to lose... I assume that's what it was. I wasn't in the room, but they've been having at these uh, board meetings, there have been plenty of parents, as you saw, speaking out against it. Yeah. And two of the board members are like, Harvey 
milk should not be taught to our children. And they are claiming they are going to remove that, even though the stuff was adopted, the curriculum was adopted, that they will remove that. But here's what Newsom had to say say before they did the vote because they this is what Newsom came out with and threatened them, essentially. Uh, he said, if the school board won't do its job by its next board meeting to ensure kids start the school year with basic materials. So he's he's whining about that's not basic that that curriculum, that book, like as if that book is absolutely necessary. Right, right, right. Basic materials. The state will deliver the book into the hands of children and their parents. The just listen to that. The state will Wait deliver. Wait a minute. Is this into I, the hands of the parents? Wait, is this a quote or, from Nazi Germany the in the 1940s? Yes. The, the, the state, state will, will deliver. Take down the crosses and put replace it with Mein Kampf. Into the <laughs> hands of the sorry, children. Sorry. A little historical reference. Um, it says, and we'll send the district the bill and fine them for violating state law. Wow. So. Yeah, he had more to say. Don't worry. California will ensure students in Temecula begin the school year with access to materials reviewed by parents and recommended by teachers across the district. Of course, teachers. After we deliver the textbooks. And then they went on and said, yeah. you know, the whole thing, the fine. After we give them their fine, the school board for its decision to willfully violate the law, subvert the will of the parents, and force children to use an out-of-print textbook from 17 years ago. Oh, my oh goodness. My. It doesn't have you mean, all the... You mean we can't use books that are more than 17 years well, old? Well, it might not have all the DEI, LGBTQIA, I mean, and all the you know alphabet. It, doesn't, I, it may not have all that history. I, that's the thing. Parents, you want to protect your kids out there? Just look at the Jeez. copyright date of everything that has been made. As long as it's from 17 years ago, you're probably safe. Hey, moral of this story, friends, even if you're in the darkest blue state, elections have consequences all right still to come a new two mil two billion billion, billion. we're not talking millions anymore we're talking billion dollar conservative theme park the size of you know disney's magic kingdom is set to be built in the midwest oh where we're going to give you a sneak peek at what former disney executives designed for freedom-loving americans if you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Oklahoma. Where the wind comes. Well, what happens Whatever. in Oklahoma stays in Oklahoma because they're not going to support the two mouse houses on the left and the right coast, the Disneyland and the Disney World. Anyway, so it's a new $2 billion theme park and resort as big as Disney's Magic Kingdom. It's coming to Oklahoma, and we are going to come back and talk about it. Watch this fascinating video. Check it out. We're bringing a family destination here in the Bonita area on Route 66. What we're bringing here is often not found any place except on the east and west coast. Where else to put American Heartland than in America's Heartland? Our theme park is scheduled to open in the fall of 2026. 
The theme park is going to be based on different lands. Liberty Village, as you enter the park through the main entrance, the Great Plains area, the Bayou Bay, Big Timber Falls, the Stony Point Harbor, and then Electropolis. We have a four-star hotel with a boardwalk that will be there. We have custom-designed rides, a slew of attractions, and live shows that'll be going on throughout the day. And then we also have an RV park campground resort that we'll be developing. That park is going to have 300 cabins and 750 RV spots, along with a lot of amenities that will be in the park. This project is going to add thousands of jobs immediately. It's going to add sales tax revenue, hotel motel tax revenue that's going to help our city, it's going to help our fire department, it's going to help our police department, our streets. We're here to develop something that's going to help all the people, not only in northeastern Oklahoma, but in all the surrounding states and all through the Midwest. It's set up perfect on Route 66, right by Interstate 44, Highway 60. The Jefferson Highway runs right here in front of it. It is definitely family friendly. That's our whole objective. We want it to be the heart and soul of entertainment, something that they can afford and not spend their life savings to come spend a week with us. We can all see it now. We can see the, the roller coasters. We can see the RV park, the cabins, the pools. I'm excited to welcome you to the next big attraction right here on historic Route 66 in Northeast Oklahoma. Now that's something that we can get behind. Thank you, Oklahoma. See, this is this is thinking. And Katie, you had a response, a couple of them during that during that oh, I did. You said, well, I would take my kiddos there. Go ahead and share I'm, your thoughts I'm, on that. I'm very excited. So 2026, while it's too far away. I know. It's also, it'll be here in a, a blink of an eye when you have little kiddos. So that'll be the perfect age for the kids go. We can drive there. We don't have to automatically fly. As they even indicated, it's not going to cost you as like a life savings to get to. It's perfect for the middle of the country, which has nothing as exciting as what you got out on the coast. And most importantly... It, they actually care about America. Like, that's something to be just excited about. I, I saw the thing. It said Charlotte's Web. I'm very excited about going to the little Charlotte's Web area. It's amazing that one of one of your points says, well, they actually care about America. It's yeah. like, it's like well, well, it's, there's a lot of people that don't think America is a great country or whatever, and they don't care about America. But it's, it's amazing you got to point that out. But 1,000-acre uh, development, it will include the large-scale RV park and campground, and it's going to be called the Three... Ponies RV mm -hmm. park and campground is going to cover 320 acres and it will hold or host 750 RV spaces, 300 cabins, and that is scheduled to open in 2025. So two years away from that for camping, uh, it's you know it's it's really uh, I think it's amazing, it, very creative that they're doing this. Um, I really love Oklahoma. I love the people there. I've been there a couple times. Uh, great churches, great conservative government generally uh, some good pastors my friends Paul Blair and Dan Fisher are there in Edmond and uh, it's just uh, I, I like the state it does get a little little hot and humid but um, hey looks like there was plenty of water features around this uh, new park it seems like a really good thing so other than the heat and all that you're saying it's okay it's better than okay all right. Well, if you're a fan of the show, please do what you do by liking, comment, and sharing if you're watching us on social media right now. For David and myself, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. 
hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.